0: So technically a fad diet is any sort of eating plan, any type of meal plan that claims to be the best at losing weight. It's a rapid way to lose weight. They typically promise rapid weight loss. Um, It's going to fix your problem X, Y, Z by doing this diet. And typically it is um, not a sustainable way to eat healthy or or to lose weight. And um, that's kind of where we come in. Mm -hmm.
1: So by me thinking, you know, the word fad, that makes it, I don't want to say a negative but it kind of is,
2: yeah, it yeah, kind it kind of is one thing I think is important to note is that there's not one food, one pill, one product that's gonna magically fix all of your problems.
1: All right, it is time for another edition of Valley Health Check, a great resource at MyMixFM.com. We encourage you to come back here often and check out all these great episodes with Horizon Health. And another great resource, save it, put it on your favorite tabs, MyHorizonHealth.org. And today, we're going to talk a little nutrition, some diets, some things of that nature. And uh, we have Aaron Frank with Horizon Health to get us started. How are you doing? Hi, Kevin. Good to see you. Good to see you, too.
3: Thanks for having us. Today, yes, we are going to talk a little bit about fat fad diets. I have with me our registered dietitians, Eva Kirshner and Madison Easton.
1: Well, ladies, first of all, welcome to Valley Health Check. We appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk, I I guess it's easy to say everything having to do with diets today, at least fad diets, right? Yes. All right. Well, first off, what is a dietitian? What different roles do you guys have at Horizon Health?
2: Well, hi, I'm Eva. Um, thanks for having me again. Um, so a dietitian. Um We get called a lot of different things. Nutritionist, food expert. Um, but basically what we are is we're, we're trained experts in food science, nutrition, um, and we have quite a bit of medical knowledge too. So at Horizon, um, we do a lot of different things. Our outpatients are a big part of it. So we do nutrition counseling, seeing patients in the clinic for a variety of different things weight management, diabetes, kidney disease, food allergies, just a little bit of everything. Um, And then we also see patients um, while they're in the hospital. Um, And Maddie here is the one who does the inpatient. So she can speak a little bit more on that. Yeah.
0: Hi, I'm Maddie. I am um, the inpatient dietitian at Paris Community Hospital. Eva did mention that sometimes registered dietitian can go um, hand in hand with the word nutritionist. So I do kind of want to point out that dietitian, a registered dietitian and a nutritionist are two very different things. Eva and I have gone through coursework in college. We've earned our master's degree. Um, in order to become a registered dietitian, we've passed a national exam. So we basically, we know our stuff. I, guess. I was going to say, you guys, um,
1: you guys must be qualified. Yes, anyway. we, are,
0: we are qualified to be doing what we are doing, to give diet advice to other individuals, whereas a nutritionist doesn't necessarily need those things to call themselves a nutritionist. Okay, yeah.
1: that's something I didn't know. I'm yeah. learning right out of the gate. That's awesome. But with the combined efforts of both Of you guys, you've got it all covered. In other words, right?
0: Mm -hmm, Exactly.
1: All right. Well, something that goes right along with this, we're talking all that you do fad diets. You know, put that in parentheses. To me, when I hear fad diets, that sounds like something that doesn't work. But what is the definition of a fad diet?
0: So technically, a fad diet is any sort of eating plan, any type of meal plan that claims to be the best at losing weight. It's a rapid way to lose weight. They typically promise rapid weight loss. It's going to fix your problem X, Y, Z by doing this diet. And typically, it is not a sustainable way to eat healthy or to lose weight. And um, that's kind of where we come in. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So by me thinking, you know, the word fad, that makes it, I don't want to say a negative, but it kind of is.
2: yeah Yeah. it kind of is yeah um one thing i think is important to note is that there's not one food one pill one product that's gonna magically fix all of your problems and i think that most americans kind of want that just that one thing to quickly a quick fix yes exactly (laughs) like
1: the apps on their phone they just want to push it it's done we're good let's go
2: yep yep (laughs)
1: but if you know something my parents always said something really good takes a little work Exactly. You know, and maybe that comes into play here as well. Well, there have been lots throughout time. We've seen probably different TV commercials, different things that, you know, right now, get on this, you'll lose this kind of weight. Should you stay away from all of them or do any of them actually work?
2: That's a tricky question because some, I think, are good for certain medical conditions. I think mm-hmm. you can do them safely if you have the help from a dietitian or other healthcare provider. I feel like most people probably don't take the time to do their own research and seek help. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't do them safely or in a healthy way. So the
3: ones I am thinking about are the ones that maybe it's not fair to call a fad diet. Maybe they became so popular that we know their diet by name. And so yeah. it, does that make sense? Like yeah. they've done a really good job of branding themselves. Maybe that's mm. what we should say. I think of things like the Mediterranean diet. Like
1: That's what I first I, thought of, right. actually. Right. To me,
3: I, I kind of initially put that in the class of fad diet because it is branded enough that you hear about it. But that's also a legitimate way of eating, right? So I guess are there, are there a few things that maybe, let's say, have brand recognition or name recognition that are Aren't necessarily in the negative connotation of fad diet.
2: Yeah, definitely. Mediterranean is a big one. That's, I think, very, some people view as a fad diet, but it does have a, quite a bit of research supporting it. And when we're thinking about fad diets, a lot of them that are not so great usually restrict. They restrict some sort of food or food group, and that's what we don't want. But when we look at the Mediterranean diet, it really doesn't restrict too much of of one specific food group. So it is a pretty healthy diet. It focuses on your good fats, some of your plant-based proteins, fruits, vegetables, whole grains. So it it has been found to be helpful, especially with cardiovascular disease. The one that came to my mind when we're talking about
0: fad diets and especially ones that kind of have kind of been blown um, out of proportion and we're seeing a lot, especially in the outpatient setting, I feel like is the keto diet. Mm -hmm. Um, That is is a big one that we like to see. And that is basically your body, your restrictions your carbohydrate intake, you're increasing your fat intake and your protein intake, which this diet was actually invented for children with epilepsy to help, um, Wow. with that disease. So that has been blown out of proportion too. Now people are using it to lose weight. It is a rapid way to lose weight. I'm not saying that it doesn't work. You probably will lose weight if you're cutting those carbohydrates out. But those carbohydrates are important, a, a very important um, for brain health, for overall energy. So we, do, we don't like to see someone restricting those if they don't need to. Mm-hmm.
1: And I can only imagine in a case by case, person by person, they need different things for their body. And this is why we say uh, a consult with a dietitian with these diets, have that conversation before you move forward to see if that's right for you. I'd say that is the smart thing. Or just have that conversation to get on something that's, that will benefit you in one way. I could just yes. see just by talking this short period of time, just going on your own without proper research and grabbing something that in many ways could hurt you worse uh, than before you started. Yeah. I mean, not to be too dramatic, but you know, it's what you put in your body and what you don't need and what you do need, it can just get confusing, I guess.
0: Yeah, it can.
1: Now, okay, we talked gluten-free. We talked, well, we might not have talked gluten-free, but there's a lot of gluten-free things Mm -hmm. that uh, you can do. Are there any gluten-free bad diets that you've heard of? I mean, I, I worked with a guy that had major gluten issues. And this was a long time ago when you first started hearing about gluten issues and he struggled and struggled. And he went to a dietitian and was able to manage and I was so impressed by how he knew what to do from that point forward. So what do you suggest for someone that might think they have an issue like this? with their diet. Just talk to folks like you.
2: Yeah, so gluten is a big one. I'm I'm actually gluten-free. And I started kind of that journey way before it was kind of a fad because it has turned into that for sure. People view it as just a healthy diet. But I definitely wouldn't recommend it unless you truly have a gluten problem, a gluten sensitivity or celiac disease, which you can be tested for. Wouldn't recommend you following it because it does restrict several of your grains. So gluten is a protein that's found in wheat, rye, and barley. So if you take all of that stuff out, that limits a lot of you know, your breads and, and whole grains. There are a lot of gluten-free products, though, out on the market. Um, so you can find a lot of those things. Some are not healthy like people think, though. Right. Um, kind of take the example of there's gluten-free cookies out there that you can buy. Well, those cookies are going to have the same amount of sugar and butter as a regular yeah. cookie. So there's, yeah, definitely some misconceptions there. But definitely if you feel like you have a problem, like a gluten issue, um, lots of times it causes kind of some GI upset. Definitely reach out to your doctor for testing, reach out to a dietitian; They can help you figure out what to eat and not to eat. But definitely don't try to do it on on your own.
3: Agreed. I do have a, a gluten question. There's celiacs, right, which you can be tested for. It will result. The people who then have a gluten sensitivity, is that also test resultable? You know what I mean? Is that going to show up on any kind of lab work? Or, or is that where you kind of have to do the elimination process and kind of figure out if, if that gluten is kind of messing with your tummy and messing with your GI tract?
2: Yeah, with the sensitivity, as far as I know, it's more of an elimination diet, which, you know, a, a dietitian could help you do that um in a safe way but as far as i know i don't think there's a specific test for a sensitivity but there is a test for celiac disease do
0: you know more about Um, that i'm not sure about the gluten sensitivity i know i see people doing a lot of um, food sensitivity tests Mm -hmm. where that they do they do kind of look at your blood i think or a swab maybe but i haven't done enough research to know how accurate that is Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm not i'm not sure I think it's an evolving thing, yeah, too. I think it is definitely mm-hmm. changing.
1: All right, so there's probably some good things in fad diets, a lot of bad things in fad diets. Is there one tried-and-true diet, a way of eating, that works for everyone?
0: Definitely not. I think that is definitely varies on an individual basis, depending on the person, depending on medical history. So that's why it is really important for you to meet with your doctor. Let them know you want to see a dietitian. They can send a referral over to someone near you. You can come see a dietician um, where we will personally assess all of your medical history and um, be able to give you the correct uh, nutrition advice.
2: And I think it's also important to kind of think about what are all the factors that impacts someone's nutrition. So socioeconomic status, work schedule, family responsibilities, stress, physical limitations, all of those things have the potential to impact your nutrition too. Um mm-hmm. so that's kind of also what we talk to patients about, to kind of get a full picture. Because everyone's life is different.
3: So as you're sitting here saying, you know, the best thing to do is go see a dietitian, I'm thinking, ugh gosh an appointment and then there's going to be a bill and and you know it sounds like a hardship but really putting that in context against these fad diets in particular you're paying a lot of money and doing a lot of research on these fad diets
1: you're going to save money by I'm, getting the right stuff out of the get go right but
3: but it doesn't it doesn't initially feel like no, that it, doesn't. it feels no. like i don't want another reason to go into the medical no. community i right. don't want another healthcare appointment but i I think you're right, Kevin. I think long term you would need less visits, right? Because you're going to find something that's catered to you and you're going to probably save money because you're not going to be bouncing from the fad diets, you know, buying the pre-made meals one time and the pills the next time.
1: And, you know, and supplements that you don't even know probably what's in them. Yes. You know, so uh, you'll save money. You'll get the right info. You'll be eating better, probably feel better. And then everybody's singing show tunes and they're happy. Yes.
0: Those are all things we wish hope to do. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: no doubt. Now, is eating healthy and eating to lose weight ever the same thing?
0: I w- I don't I don't necessarily say would say that they are the same thing, but I would say that sometimes they go hand in hand. People may eat healthy not not to lose weight. That may not be their motivation and that's totally okay. They may be um, eating healthy to um, help manage a lot of their other medical conditions, which is something that we like people to strive for. So that's great. But on the other hand, people may be eating healthy to lose weight. So um, sometimes they do go hand in hand, I feel like.
2: And I feel like especially kind of the American mentality is that we associate eating healthy to lose weight. Not everyone, but I feel like probably a large portion of the population does associate the healthiness with with weight loss
3: yeah I agree. So one of the things that I think maybe we started to address and didn't totally finish is the fad diets, them not being ideal is one thing. But what about the potential for harm? You know, keto is, is one that we kind of talked about. I, you know, you hear sometimes that when you're on keto for a long time, you're eating the high protein and the high fat for a long time, that that can cause some health issues or some of these diets that um, come with some types of supplements. Is there ever a chance that these fad diets could do significant health harm? harm.
2: Yeah, when we're talking about supplements, they can cause harm. Um, there's several supplements out there that have interactions with different drugs that people may not be aware of. And so that's something to really talk to your doctor or dietitian about too, okay? I'm I'm starting this supplement, is there potential for any sort of interaction reaction with my medications? That's a big one. Another fad that just popped in my head is intermittent fasting where you fast for very long periods of time and you know someone for example with diabetes if they were to take on intermittent fasting that would be really hard for them to kind of balance their blood sugar Mm -hmm. um, and could be you know potentially very dangerous for them.
0: We do see that a lot I feel like that is a way that people like to lose weight through intermittent fasting which I think is very helpful for some people. But when we're looking at the big picture of intermittent fasting, what you're basically doing is just restricting the amount of time during the day that you have to eat. So then as a result, you're eating less. So yeah, you're going to lose weight. That is why intermittent fasting does work for some people. And some people, that's totally fine. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that intermittent fasting is a fad diet that we wouldn't recommend.
2: One thing I think to be cautious around, especially with intermittent fasting, is not binging once you get to that point where you are allowing yourself to eat. Because yes. you may be extremely hungry and just kind of binge and eat a lot. and eat. So
1: going from one extreme to the other, probably yes. not, not yeah. good. Yes. I did that. Did you? Just saying
3: it. I did it. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't say I I binged when I completed my fast, but I generally eat relatively healthy. And when I was doing intermittent fasting, I felt like I didn't have to eat as well mm-hmm. because that you makes know, sense. I, it tricks your mind. I, it, though, it's, yeah. it's some you know you're you're on you're doing something new, so you're looking for all the loopholes, right? right? So you know, hey, this is my this is my air quote diet right now. So the general eating healthiness, I'm going to worry about less because I'm trying this different approach. I 100% did that. Again, maybe not the binge factor, but I used it as, you know, the diet component and didn't then follow my normal rules about eating healthy. Mm -hmm. I, I... yeah that happened well
1: i look at you guys kind of like the coach of the food table you know uh to get all the right answers you know i learned a lot by just what we were discussing today about a fad diet how that could really hurt some people you know the research you can do all the research in the world but you need to talk to the folks in the know and what fits you and your body because you brought up uh you know intermittent fasting and you know you might not even know you're a diabetic or pre-diabetic, and you're fasting and doing your body a lot of harm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we don't want anybody to do. you know, we want them to be healthy and and eat good and and be that happy weight. And that's where you guys come in, right?
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: So you're now coach of the table. You didn't expect to have a title like coach. that, uh, coach of the <laughs> food like table. I don't
2: know. I, <laughs> I like that.
1: Yeah, that's it. We we'll put it on a T-shirt. How can someone listening might have a couple of questions or relate to what we're talking about? How can they get a hold of you guys? Of course, at Horizon Health, we always recommend myhorizonhealth.org. But what's the best way to get to the dietitians, you ladies?
2: Yeah, so we see patients through doctor referrals. Um, so if you see a provider at Horizon, you can ask them to send a uh, referral to to one of us, and we. We'd be happy to see you. And if, if your doctor
0: isn't within Horizon Health as well, we would we would love to have you over there and we'd love to see you there too. I will add that most insurance companies do cover a consult with with a dietician. They're typically 30 minutes to an hour long and um, those are typically covered by insurance. So,
1: Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming in. I think a very important Valley Health Check talking about fad diets. But as always, if you ever need any information on these particular conversations, always go to myhorizonhealth.org. We listen to our episodes episodes at mymixfm.com and uh, learn everything you need to know. And, and ladies, thanks again for all the information. We thank you so much. Aaron always great to see you. Thank,
0: thank you. you. Thanks for having us.